Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Come on, guys. I mean... And do you know what? Here's the thing I'm going to say. I keep forgetting that David Cassidy is dead. I I keep forgetting it. Sarah Sarah Barron's finding that hilarious. Oh, I'm trying to ingratiate myself to you. Outrageous behaviour. I performed a little bit of how funny I found out, but I did find it funny. Wow, what the? Because well, because also I I no no no. I mean I don't I don't remember him dying. No. When did it happen? It happened. um, Break it gently, because she's November last year. It happened about a day after Charles Manson died. Which obviously is marked on your calendar. Yeah, obviously. So yeah. is this all 2017? This was 2017. Yeah. Right. It was, a, it was a dark. It was. I think it was November. Do you remember what he died from? Um, well, uh, yeah, boozing. Did he? He died from boozing. Did he? he? Yeah, he did. And they he came out like a year before he died and said, "I've got Alzheimer's." And then was like, mm, "Okay." And then there's an interview with him where he goes, it "Turns out it wasn't Alzheimer's. I was. I had like wet wet brain. I think they call it." Where I've been drinking, he'd been drinking too much, and he had the symptoms of Alzheimer's, and then he stopped drinking, and then he got like his memory back and his physical capacity, um, and then uh, he died. Yeah. But they call it wet brain. Yeah, yeah. I've that's never a, heard that before. Well, I'm medically yeah. trained, so well, there you obviously, go. trust me. You. They did strike you off, but let's not talk about it. Let's. I'll strike you off in a minute. Um, let's. Um, hello, I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle. Sarah Barron is here. Hello. I, know, I don't know what. I, are you a comedian? You're, you're everything. You're a. You're a, a pop- I, th- I think you're too nice to say it. I'm. I'm. St- I'm a. It's a jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. I'm a woman in transition. Wow. I'm an aspiring comedian, yeah. but mostly yeah. a stay-at-home mum trying to change that. Wowzers. I think that's a really honest. Yeah. Presentation of what it is. How you find you, you, um, your uh, boy is two, just yes. over two. Yeah, just hard yeah. work at that oh, age. Oh, God, it's the worst. I mean, I'm so grateful to be a mom, but also <laughs> it's just the worst. It's the worst. I mean, yeah. it's it's so terrible. And I, I've it's this is the only period in my life where I've ever lost weight without trying, right? Okay. Because that's how physically grueling I'm finding the entire thing. It's it's relentless. I, it's funny because my kids are eight and six, and yours are seven You're and ten. You're through it. We're then. through it. You're well, through no, we're it. through to the psychological round, which right. is the next but, one. We don't want to worry you, but that's the next. Yeah, but that's we say. are now at the stage where um, the kids are in school in the day, so you've got 
that kind of break from right. the insanity. Oh. There are different insanities and new insanities, but the, you, we, the, that daytime break is free where you can go back to bed, you can go and do work, you can go and sit in the park and drink, you can do right. anything yeah, you want. All the different things. Two and a half, it's a constant It is constant. Process. Yeah, it's very exhausting. And I always thought I wanted... You know, you'll meet people with two kids yeah. and they'll say, oh, if I had had the second one first, I would have just had one. Yeah. Because something in the... Like, it, it's often a girl who's easy and then there's a little boy and the boy is wild and I had the wild boy first. Wow, like, you had your know. second child first? I think I might have had my second child first. Oh, God. I'm like, I don't know if I can... You've got to have your first child then because they're like the the bottom. They're the easier. Yeah, very they're well the easier behaved. Thing. Oh my goodness. Um, we we've got a call. Let's. You might want to put your headphones Good. on if you follow that. I'm just going to put them on. If, I want to feel like I'm in the club. Yeah. If you no, follow that it. cable around, there's a little volume in case thing. It's too loud because. Um, it's okay. um, Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Hiya, boss. Alan, you're through to Sarah Barron. What would you like to ask her? Hi, sir. Hi, Alan. How are you? No, man. What's your inspiration? For getting into comedy. What's your inspirations for getting into comedy? It's like the subtitles they put on documentaries sometimes. Oh my God, I want to think of a really good answer. I think I really, really loved it and I wanted to try and I felt that I wanted to talk about how miserable my life was, but in a funny way. So who are your main inspirations? I I don't think I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it because it's not fashionable. It's Louis C.K. Okay. Okay. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know. But apart from the obvious, that's an obvious. That's a good inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from some of his problems, of course, you're allowed to say that. It's funny because I was listening to a a Tim Heidecker podcast, and they were talking about, um, you know, people that you're not that have been that have been caught up in Me Too or whatever, been accused right. of horrendous crimes or, or whatever, and about how it's okay to still enjoy the art because mm-hmm. it can be separated from the artist. Right. Are you? How are you with... I watched Baby Driver after the Kevin Spacey stuff and oh, I, I enjoyed it. Wait, wait, I forgot, was Kevin Spacey in Baby Driver? Yes. Oh, see, I hated that film. But let, we'll set that to the side for yes. a second. Okay. Um, and then I think I forgot everything about it except Louis C.K. I think that in his, like with Bill Cosby, no, I don't think you can separate art from artists because right. the crime is so insane. With with Louis C.K., yes, I can, okay. I, I can put on a Louis C.K. stand-up special yeah. and enjoy what he's doing professionally and set to the side some of his very problematic. Sexual proclivities. I, I, I can as well. I, on a slightly, you know, we talk a lot about Gary Glitter here. I don't know how right. aware you are yeah, of I'm Gary Glitter. Yeah, pretty aware of Gary He's Glitter. He's a child rapist. But in the 70s, he was a huge pop star. Could you just keep the noise down a little bit, Alan? Sorry, I'm smoking. Well, <laughs> that's not the noise I'm hearing. That's but... not good for your health, man. <laughs> I'm cutting down to one a day. Oh, <laughs> oh you're having it on the phone. Okay. We're honoured. You couldn't have it before the call or after the call or... Seven heavy breathing. For himself, right? When, um, who's your comedy inspiration, Alan? Well, mine's the late Victoria Wood. Oh, oh yeah. Can I, can I blaspheme? I never found her funny. I found her hilarious. I thought she was charming. I thought okay. she was wonderful. Sarah, it's yours. Is the deciding vote. Does she go through to the next round? I'm, I'm not familiar with the work of Victoria Wood, which I know is very bad. Blame yep. it on my accent, but I'm going to put her through to the next round. Wow, okay. Victoria, you're, you're going through to the judges' houses. Well, thank you for that, Alan. Thank you. There Bye, we go. Alan. He's, he's, oh. uh, he's delightful. I you... wonder whether the difference between Louis C.K. and the others that we've mentioned yep. is uh, remorse. 
Well, that was, I thought was, I don't know how well you remember his apology letter, mm. but a lot of people were really up in arms about it not being an apology. Right. Yeah. And I thought, I did not think it was perfect. He masturbated in front of women, didn't he? Was that, that was the well, main... And then he, he apologised for holding but, a woman but... in the bathroom and he apologised to the wrong woman, which right. makes you wonder how often he'd done it. Okay. So as I, un- as I understand it, he was, a, a, yeah, a serial masturbator and he would do it without consent before all this broke a a question someone asked was did he meaning louis ck think it was consensual Mm. meaning was part of the thing the 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 not the friction but you know it was part of the allure Mm. the idea that this was against these women's will Mm. i have no idea i'm not in his head but based on the stories that i heard it sounded like it actually wasn't as, like, he couldn't stop masturbating. Yeah, yeah. And that's a real problem. And the sh- stuff he did is a real problem. Mm-hmm. But, but, and, and, and what he took from various women in terms of different is, is all a huge, horrible problem. And I think what he said in the letter was like, I, of course, that was against their consent. Mm. And I didn't understand that. And I thought it was imperfect, but I thought it was a, mm. A pretty solid apology, and that is not a fashionable opinion. But no. that is what I thought. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, you can phone in for the usual nonsense. Sarah is here, and we're we're, we're going to talk about. You're going to. I, I didn't realize how late it is in in July. You're going to Edinburgh tomorrow. tomorrow. The festival tomorrow. starts tomorrow. People have their first shows tomorrow. Isn't that, isn't that wow. nuts, man? We're there. Your first show is on Friday. Is on Thursday the Thursday. second. Yes. Thursday. Okay. Yes. Let's 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 get the plugs in now, and then we'll get the plugs in again at the end. Uh, so yeah, the, I'll the... try and use my very charismatic personality in between just to advertise for myself. So the sh- so it's it's Sarah Barron for worse. Yes, and uh, it's a nice nice afternoon slot. Three forty. Three forty. Yeah, oh, that's a great. I think slot. I'm sort of like a a later. I think of myself as more of a later night act, but what yeah. everyone has told me about Edinburgh, which I have never done for the full month before, is that three forty is essentially like seven forty-five at night. Yeah, I think that's a good slot. You do, even if I'm very bawdy. Uh, um, yeah, I think yeah, you can be bawdy at three. Can I? Oh, God. I mean, I'm going to be, so I hope they're they're ready for me. They'll be ready for bawdiness and, and filth of on a they Tuesday. They every everybody day in Edinburgh. right. Edinburgh is bawdy city. Fine. Um, and what what venue are you at? The Tron. No, I don't know that one. That is, it's a so. First of all, I, I basically lucked into it, so I'm not like talking about. I, I got a really great venue. It's like one of the Edinburgh venues that feels like a stand up club, yeah. um, and it's right in the center. It's right Brilliant. in the center. Because um, so some I, of those venues are scattered. Are, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're, they're black boxes, university things, and, and this feels like a stand-up club, seventy people, right in the center. Of town. I did it once in with doing a show with Mackenzie. We did it in a classroom. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people do that. Yeah, and they like hang up some black cloth, yeah. and it's supposed to not be a classroom anymore. It's quite. The do you same. remember we went and saw a show, yeah, the did. play about Charles Hawtrey, yeah. the, uh, about the British the actor, and it was in a lecture hall. Do you remember? We yeah. were like in, and we were, um, and we were sitting like this. And I yeah. thought, God, last time I was sitting in one of these chairs, I was pretending to be listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so three forty uh, at the truck, and uh, I don't want to ask you what what what's your show like because it's yeah, brilliant, of course. Yeah, it's well, brilliant. I mean, obviously it's so good. No, I mean it, it's. Um, 
essentially what I want it to be is a realistic portrayal of an adult life and in contrast to the way that people mostly present their stuff online. Oh. So that's so basically it's a bag of stuff, right? Okay. It's me doing some stand-up bits. It's me talking about stuff I find interesting. I try to move that along because when I was in Edinburgh last year, yeah. I saw I was seeing about six shows a day and I would you can make it through about 20 minutes before you think, oh, dear Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, I'm yeah. almost done. And I wanted to try to put together 52 minutes where people were just engaged. Because I don't promise I've done that, but that's you the You don't next, want... You, it's, it's difficult to get up and walk out of a room when there are only 35 other people in there and not be spotted. If you're not enjoying the show... Oh, yeah. You kind of you kind of got to stick it out until... The, and there are only yeah. 50, you say 52, 53, but you got to stick it out to the end. Yeah. But it, those those hours can stretch. Yeah. They're if it's not very, a good show... Yeah, so I've I've tried very hard to pack it full of stuff on a minute by minute. So is basis. This, from what you said, is this that kind of thing that, that um, we talk about a lot on this show about how everyone's life seems perfect online with Instagram and Twitter? Yes, is and that... I think everyone is miserable mm. and nobody's talking about it, and it's detrimental for everybody. Yeah, and um, so I'm trying to talk about it in a real. Way. How do you get on on Twitter? Because I I hate I don't, it. I don't. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. God, I, I gone, mean, I do. I hate it. I think that I should. There. I know because I think it's this thing and a thing that someone said to me recently where was the phrase the phrase hygiene levels. Right. I don't know that phrase. Okay, so that's how you should be thinking about your social media right. hygiene levels. Like as often as you need to wash, you need to be on social meds. And I was like, that makes me think I'm gonna die. I wow. can't. So, so I'm, I don't know. I, I find it, it, like I said, the idea that I would like take us and be like, Hey, love doing Ian's show. Such a big fan. So excited to be with you guys. Selfie. I mean, I'll do it, but I will be dying inside <laughs> while I'm doing it. And it's not about not respecting your work no, no, or not no. being so excited to be here. Cause I am. No. It's about why do I have to take a picture of it yeah. mm -hmm. I didn't swear no she didn't swear no, she's self-censored which she, we appreciate thank you very much indeed but, so, but you feel that you understand that that's the way things work but you don't have to like it and also this whole idea that you have to demonstrate things to, Why do I have to strangers the whole time I'm, I'm so happy to be here and then, but then so you have tell to do them. the whole thing so tell them yeah I, I hate Twitter and you do hate Twitter I hate it Tell me more it. because you have a good Twitter profile. Well, so well, somehow you've. But I'm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you do actually. Well, I do. Um. Uh, and part of it was because I did this silly show last year, the the, the jungle, and, and that doubled my Twitter followers. So, uh, but I go on there. I just hate it, and and I feel happier. I've, I've deleted it off my phone, the app, and I've blocked the website from my phone. Catherine has blocked it from my phone, so I can't get it on my phone because I would be the turn. I've told this story before, but the turning point. I was out with my kids and my youngest kid was climbing a wall and I was arguing with someone on Twitter um, who thought I'd made a joke about them having terminal cancer and I hadn't. And my son said, Daddy, look at me, I'm climbing a wall. And without looking, I went, not now, son, I'm busy. And I was just arguing right. with a guy that I was right. never going to, that right. argument was never going to be won. So I got it taken off my phone. I got it for the show. I use it for the show, but I don't go and I try not to tweet. Like yesterday, okay, I did. I went back on there and I said, oh, I'm getting divorced and I'm buying a house. Yesterday was a really stressful day. I'm divorced and I'm buying a house. It's so stressful. And lots of people said nice things like, hang in there, right. dude, you got this one. But then loads of people said, well, um, one guy said, well, um, at least you were in love and that brought two children into the world and you're buying a house and it's probably in London, so you must be minted. So, you know, look on the bright side. Some people are homeless. 
Right, 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 right. It's... And it's that one that will trigger. <clears throat> Not all the nice ones. Which is so funny because when I hear you say something like that, I'm like, but obviously outside, like when you're like, how can that even bother you? That person yeah, is still obviously up their own yeah. bum hole. Yeah. But it does. Like when it's actually said to you, it's troublesome. Yeah. I th- see. I think I I can't think of anything to say. That that's very frankly. I think some people are very funny. At, not many, but some people are quite funny. Some on people Twitter. are great on Twitter. I have nothing. I have nothing to say. Then don't say it. We all feel that we have to say something. Yeah, and I'm thinking I don't have a thing to say yeah, here. Yeah. So that like so you actually it sounds like it was it was getting you in in this way that yeah. was making you a less happy person. Oh, God, it's making me miserable. Whereas I just feel like, I guess I'm supposed to say a thing, but I don't have yeah. anything to say. Can you not employ, like, writers or... No, I don't think people are doing that. For... Well, some probably still I tell you who's good. The Twitter, only right? consistently funny person on Twitter is Adam Hess. Do you know Adam Hess? I do. I need to... Adam Hess is... Br- he's brilliant. He's great. And there is someone named Lou Sanders... L O U Sanders. I think I've seen a few and retweets. She yeah. on Instagram. She's the only person. Mm. Adam Hess is another mm. one um, where you go. That is actually funny. They've got that's it. like a that's weird and it's. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Funny and it's interesting and you have a thing to say. Should we take another call? Let's try. Let's try David Badcock. Good evening, David. Um, Right, I'll keep uh, keep this uh, short and sweet. Okay, a bit muffled tonight, David. Oh, well, I... I think it's my phone. I'll speak louder. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you. Face. Hi. Right. I'm reading out a letter from my lawyer, Frank Belushi. Okay. Right. 
My client, David Arnold Babcock, yes. was uh, hacked last night by some jabroni who was doing a voice like him, right. uh, it, saying false things. Because you came on the show last night and said you'd fallen in love with your hoover. <laughs> Didn't you? Shall I carry on? Uh, that was that was you last night, wasn't it? And and this was you last the other week. I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the Hoover. That was you. My client oh. has never knowingly inserted his length into oh. the nozzle of a Hoover. Wow, length. length. I think that's Ooh. a legal term. He most certainly. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Has never ejaculated into one. All okay. right. Okay. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks so much for, thanks your call. for the clarification. Let's try Rory. Good evening, Rory. Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well, Rory. What have you got Good. for us tonight? Uh, um, I'm going to go to Edinburgh. I'm going to see um, Sarah Shaw. Hi, Sarah. Oh, Rory. That, you've we made just my sold night. Ticket. You've made my actual night. Will you come say hello to me afterwards? Oh, I will. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I run a comedy club as well, and um, I try. I, I, I don't know if this is. Tell me if this sounds patronising, right? But I try to get at least. I have about eight, it's an open mic, and I have like eight, um, six to eight comedians every week, and I try to get at least two women every week. I think that's that too point. many, for goodness <laughs> sakes. No, hang on a minute. No, that's the wrong way around. Um, I don't know if there is. I, I, I think that only two? Well, it's, it's quite difficult to find women, but I try. I'm, is I'm this in Northern Ireland? It's in Derry, in Northern in Ireland. In Derry, okay. Right. So are, you, are there less. Well, women. there's like two female comedians. Oh, there's only two, right? There's okay, like wow. Six in Northern Ireland that I know of. So Gosh. there's heavy rotation of certain people. So you have the same two. How often do you do this night? Uh, weekly, every week. So the Thursday. same two women on every week. Yeah, but think <laughs> no. how good that means they must be getting. Isn't it though? Right? Yeah, Isn't it? Yeah, they must be getting really good. Um, yeah, but well, no, I have, I have about, I've had about six or seven on, and uh, and I've done it nine, nine, nine shows. So. Do you remember? I I come from an age when we were constantly told women aren't funny. Women aren't good. That was a, that was. I don't know if that was a line in America, but that was a line over here, seventies yeah, and eighties and it into the nineties. Women aren't funny, and um, you know, one of my, one of my favourite comedians for years has been Josie Long. I love oh, yeah, well, Josie she's Long. Just she's incredible. Yeah, she's brilliant. Um, but the women aren't funny was was the was the thing, and um, it 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 still is. There's still kind of that vibe i think in some quarters i think it's gone quite a lot but in some quarters there is still that belief that yeah i I think so i'm in london and i think it's so out of fashion to say that in london london's different yeah 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 yeah. and so that's sort of its own little bubble in a way and i think i've i think there are so many women who are still encountering that i basically haven't okay um the only couple of things i've run up against is not women aren't funny but Mm. you're so angry Oh, uh, right. So, and you're not allowed to be angry because well, you're a woman. Is well, that what in other words, so like I did a night one time and it was it was a less woke night, as the kids say, oh, okay, right, yeah, than yeah. I usually get to do. Right. And it was this old school guy running the night and um, this the opening act was a guy who's known. He's a ranter. That's what he's known for yeah. as an act. And he got up and was screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. Fine. Yeah. Wasn't he brilliant, guys? Give us a hand for so and so. Woo, woo, woo. I get up, do my thing. Um, and then it was like, what he said when I got off was, Ooh, well, she's a little angry. 
And I thought, oh, first of all, I feel pretty confident that what that wasn't was like masterful, brilliant comedy and then a woman who just screamed. I yeah. don't think that's what just happened. Yeah. I think that that's you're just you're this other school. You're this guy who behaves this way. And um, I've. But if you'd gone on and been not been that, that way, you'd have been too soft. Right. And also it's I just right. Exactly. And, you can and, never win with those sort of blokes. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So I, I think it still knocks around a little bit. I haven't done stand up for years and years, but you would get the comp if it's a, a, a female comedian uh, going off stage. Isn't she absolutely beautiful? Well, you know, the beautiful, the stunning, you know, it's like, come on. Oh man. Even and this in is the so 90s, what's so screwed up in me is if someone said that now, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> Better than knowing my comedy's good. So, Rory, are you are you trying to persuade Sarah to come over to Derry? How much are you paying? What's what's the deal? He said she, it's open mic, so I assume Rory, you're, this is you're a big unpaid. star. You're a big star. She oh, wants yeah. first yeah, class yeah. travel. Yeah, she wants a premiere in, and yes. she wants uh, five hundred pounds. Yes. Well, we can only well, it's free, and then we can only seat fifty people. So, oh, I'm not sure go. about Did you that. Charge so. them, you have to charge them twenty pounds a ticket, then, man. Come on. Mm. Yeah, people keep yeah, telling me that. You should be my agent. Oh, very good. Well, right. <laughs> we won't make any money, but we'll have fun. Yeah, we'll have a good time. Rory, how long are you going up to Edinburgh for? I'm uh, probably going for about five days. And I, I did a show like two years ago, but um, and I go, but I go, I go on every year for the past eight years. So. Rory, would you be our Edinburgh correspondent and call us uh, from the festival and let us know what's going on, and let us um, know about Sarah's show yeah, as well? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll be there from Friday the seventeenth until Tuesday the twenty. Second. Nice. So, okay. Nice one. Stretch. Man. That's a good stretch. Okay. All right. Nice one, Rory. Thank you. Bye. 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 He's one of the nice ones. If yeah. He's coming he's to, lovely. If he's coming to your show, you're okay. Yeah. I I want the guy who talked about his length to come as well. God. I think he did come. Ever... That was the problem. Oh. Steady. You should get back to the stand up. Steady. <laughs> Hello, Philip. Oh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Good evening, Sarah. Hi, Philip. Um, I got a question for you. Are the audiences in America different? Say the West Coast out on the East Coast. Are, are they all different or, or virtually all the same? Well, so here's how I'll try and answer that. So I didn't actually get into stand-up until I moved to the UK. So I'm much more familiar in a way with British audiences and know very little about American audiences. But what I can tell you mm-hmm. is that American audiences are... And I, listen, I say this with love and respect for you and your people, <laughs> but yeah. American audiences are known for being... Right? Like, you don't even have to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And an American audience is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And a British audience, in a, in a way that I think is great and that I think creates a culture of better comedy has more the attitude of like what you got yeah show me what you got yeah and then i'll start to but laugh in, in you. america you can get 20 minutes out of just naming places right well you can do that in the uk as well can you yeah 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 we were always amazed you'll remember this uh uh philip but yeah. the, the 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 point that proved that for us was we when we used to watch Happy Days. Yes. And, and yes. the Fonz uh. would come on the set, and the audience would go nuts Woo! for the Fonz for like yeah. two minutes of standing ovation, just because yeah. he's walked through the door. And then he hit the jukebox, and then they'd gone again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. They used to come out, didn't they, and say, you "Film before a live audience." Film before a live audience. Yeah, yeah that was a big yeah. deal. I must admit that um, over the years. There's been several American comedians that I've regarded as my favourite. Okay, well, name no more than ten, please. All right, no, I'm only going <laughs> three. Charles Nelson Reilly. These are old people comedians. Well, are, we're we're are, the I youth. Mean, I'm saying that. I mean, I mean, you know how old I am, Ian. So I'm sort of talking to people He's like that... He's 83. Uh, That's not even a joke. He's 80. 83? <laughs> no, 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 a bit lower. Rodney Dangerfield. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And, of course, Joan Rivers, who I was very, very lucky. Here we go. 
I'm sorry, Ian, but I've got to tell this well, story. Well, OK, but remember, this isn't the Bob Mills and no, um, no, Philip no, from no, South no, Norwood no, show. No, I just wanted to... Because I, I love telling the story. Well, just tell it then, man, for God's sakes! Hang on, Joan Rivers was on a, on a phone-in and they were taking calls. Yes. And I phoned in and we had a chat about a film she'd been working on. And I asked her to tell the story, the joke, about what happened when she was expecting a baby right. on a plane. Don't you're, not, don't you're not going to tell us her story that she told, are you? Well, if, you, if I'm allowed to tell it, I No, will. no, because it will go on for ages. It's a very short story, Ian. You've got 20 seconds. Right, basically, she was on a plane. It was one of these economy flights. They laid her in the aisle. Her feet were in first class. Her head was in the economy. <laughs> yes. And when she was born, the baby had champagne and caviar. She had coffee and sandwiches. She's very good. And, and, and so are you, Philip. It's always Sorry a pleasure. You Thank you. You kind of got in there and stopped. That was, by the way, I mean, he just did an incredible... I, when you said you've got 20 seconds, I thought, well, he's screwed. Yeah. And then he yeah. really Delivered. Oh, he's a professional. Honestly, he is 80-something. Is he pretending he's significantly younger? Showing off. Um, can we have you for another, like, 10, 15 minutes? I would be Are you thrilled sure? and flattered, of course. I, I've got to play some adverts because I'm late. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just... Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Sarah Barron. So, Catherine, you just gave me a look there as if to. No, just I don't know whose gang I want to be in. Either headphones or no headphones. You said she doesn't need them on. No, Do I need them on? I feel it's like what the cool. I really feel it's like what the cool guys are doing. You can wear the headphones. I want to be cool. You can wear them. You are I cool. Wanna... Put them on. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Thank you for taking the bait. Unlike some other people here. Wowzers. So now I want to talk to you about the Moth Radio Hour. Oh, okay. Because you hosted it for a while. Yes. Yeah, so let me, be, let me be clear about what my role was. So basically, the moth is this huge... The live show. The live show. Yes, go. So, there's not re- so they have this very successful podcast now, yep. which are stories. But they do and have done for almost 20 years now these live shows. Yes. And in New York, they have, I think, about four regular hosts because they happen once a week. So all of us do one okay. a month. Because I, I, I like the radio hour. I yes. have done for a long time. And I, on, we were coming back from Manchester, and I said to Kath, let's, let's, let's put one of these on and listen to it. And the first story was brilliant about um, a woman who had the curse on her. Oh, God, she was amazing. She was great. A woman had a curse put uh-huh. on her. And so instead of paying the $5,000 to the gypsy um, fortune teller who <gasps> diagnosed the curse, she became a witch herself. Yeah. And that is good. I mean, it that's was good. great. Yeah. And so it's like a 10 minute, it's, it's not, it's 10 minute storytelling in front of an audience. It's funny. And then the second story started off good about the woman. And the car crash outside her house, and then it ended very. Just, it just it wasn't a great was, ending. Was it not a? Basically, did you think you were in for something that still felt really funny, and then you just heard something very dark, or was it a poorly done story? It, just I didn't think it was much of a story. I wasn't expecting it to be comics. I knew the show, and I, right, I know some are right, light, some are right. heavy. Um, but so how does the, how does the live show 
work. They have these slams? Yeah, so the bulk of the live shows are story slams. The idea of the moth is like, whoever you are, we want to hear your story. Yeah. Right? And that could mean that you could hear some wonderful stuff and some terrible stuff. So what they've intelligently done is sort of set up these different rules for storytelling that means it really... I'm going to use a really ridiculous phrase, but it really helps the storytellers be their best selves. Oh. Oh, But it it does. So basically, you come, you write your name down on a piece of paper, you put your paper into a bag, we draw names at random over the course of an evening, and then 10 people get up and tell a story. And they tell a story on a particular theme that's been chosen ahead of time. You have to, you can only tell, you've got five and a half minutes to tell the story. Um, And it is just... I think if you've not seen something like it before, it's quite revelatory because mm. it's so different from a stand-up night. You really, you like get to encounter people from yeah. completely different walks of life. And one of the best ones that I, and so so anyway, when I moved to London, I started hosting for them here and I was like, this will be interesting how this goes over in London. Because when I say when I host these, host these shows, it's like if you show up in LA yeah. or New York to a moth show, Get in line. You'll be one of 40 people there to tell a story. Good luck to you if you get picked tonight. And then in London, it's like, we've got four storytellers. It's like, you know, the British thing of like, oh, I don't think I have anything to say. Yeah, Thank you, though. You know, whereas you've the got, Americans are like... You've got four like, storytellers and one yeah, of them goes, do you know what? It's probably it's, not worth it. You know it. what? You probably don't want to hear from me. Whereas in America, it's like, <laughs> let me tell you what I have to say, yeah. right? <laughs> but we're, we're getting you guys on board. So now we have these sort of fuller, lusher shows. And this guy told a story and he he was there to tell uh, to tell a funny story so yeah. that was his vibe um and he told a story about trying to kill himself wow. and being you know this really good student and he couldn't take the pressure of his academics anymore and he just he got his life in order and um he jumped off one of the bridges into the Thames and he did it he jumped wow and he was fine and like just drifted over to the side of the river yeah. and climbed up and it's you're like and that is the moth when the moth is at it yeah. so you're like i'm just sat in a room suddenly and this guy is telling like i'm hearing from someone who di- they did the th- they didn't th- so it's not like someone grabbed their arm yeah, they did it he did yeah. the thing and it wasn't even like and then he was in hospital and, and then he just walked home soaking wet and had to get on with the rest of his life. Wow. wow. And that, like, that's it at its best. And it's not always at its best. No. Then you get a lot of duds. But just, you know, I heard a story about a woman who was, her parents got her a massage. It's a birthday gift. And she was, like, massaged with hot oil and slipping all over the stone in front of, like, a very hot man. And that was, like, so funny you couldn't believe. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. it's um, it's just a really, I'm shilling for them now. But it is a good evening out, yeah. I think. So do, they, do you still do? Do you still work with those guys? Yeah, I host over here. here. They do a show every month. Mostly oh, they do, do it they? at Rich Mix, um, sort of um, in Shoreditch. Okay, Ooh, we can yeah. go. To, um... We're gonna go because I, the, I don't like going to comedy clubs. The thought of seeing six, yeah. seven, eight comedians no. doing their Brexit Trump gags, right? No, that doesn't appeal to me. No, I understand. I that. like, but I like live events where there is. Um, Danger, danger is wrong, but where, where there is a possibility that someone's turn might not quite work, you right, know, the, right. the, and not there to laugh at them, but there's just that 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 fine line between it being great and actually not succeeding that well at yeah. all, and things like that. And what was the? Is it mortified the diary? Yeah. Oh right, those right, kind right. of things where it's where it's it's different from stand up, and it's people who wouldn't normally get yeah. up on stage yeah. talking. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah, I think, I, and the the thing I forgot is that there's also a competitive 
competitive elements so people get scored. Like right. so after every story you get like these note wow. not note cards, but these cards with scores. It's a very good it, it's a really good evening out yeah. if you sort of don't if you're someone who thinks that they really like comedy but somehow something never quite works for you mm. in a comedy club. We're going. We should go. Let's we'll take a night off work and go. And plenty of people get up, just so we're very clear and I'm not overselling it. Plenty of people get up and it's terrible. Yeah. But there's something in the terribleness of it that's oh wonderful. And yeah. then the next person is great. And yeah. that's the magic of the moment. One of the best stories I heard on the radio was this guy. And it started off him being his his uncle was a cop and him being an irritating little kid at the table and his, and his uncle said if you do that again son I'm going to handcuff you to right. the radiator so right. he did it again and the guy slapped him and hey. handcuffed him to the radiator and then that caused him to kind of be a bit of a drifter and a loner as he got older and he was like in it, then he went to being in his early 20s hitchhiking across the states and this guy stopped and he got in the car with this guy and he, there was a weird vibe and the guy started masturbating and pulled out a knife and and this oh, kid okay. just kind of, kind of, he, he, I don't know. He, uh, he punched him or said, "Get you stop now, yeah, get me out." Get me out of here. He got out, and then six months later, watching the news, and this guy was like one of America's most prolific serial killers. Oh, and he remembered him because he looked like his brother-in-law, and he was like this huge serial, and he was one of the only people to have been in this guy's car and got out alive. And it was, it, oh it, that God. corner when it turned into that part of the story. Like, oh my, this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. There's some really, there's just some very good. You're from all walks of life. Let's go to um, uh, Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. How you doing tonight, Jerry? It's a little bit cooler. I'm a bit cooler, a bit, a bit better, but very short. I'm trying to understand the rhythms. Okay? A little bit better. I'm just going to explain to Sarah that Jerry's got Parkinson's. <laughs> got it. And so when it's hot. We haven't got a clue what this guy is saying. Okay. And when it's cooler, we, we stand a much better chance. And sometimes we find that if he sings it, we understand oh, it a little bit better. Great. But we got we got time. What you got for us tonight, Jerry? All right, that's for your guest. Yes. This year consenting. Oh, you are a filth you're, you're uh, a obsessed. filth dog. So we found this website. Uh-huh. It's called Porn for the Blind. Okay. Oh. It's closed down now. I could, I could, I could, I can play you a clip if you want. Hang on a second. So is it, is it the noises of people having sex? No, it's narrated. It's, it's. Here we go. Here, here's a listen. Here's. I'll be very uncomfortable the if I get around. Let's a large just jump to this. Is, the delivery man. Okay, okay. Okay. This is, this is big sausage pizza. So it's, it's someone Great. narrating porn. Okay. Here we go. Have a listen. Here on we go. the couch, giving a thumbs up to the camera. There is an open pizza box on his lap. And his penis is protruding from a hole in the center uh, of the box. One woman is touching the penis. One is bent over <sighs> sucking the penis. Uh, one is massaging the penis between her breasts while simultaneously eating a slice of pizza. There you go. That's okay, is it supposed to be funny? No. Because the guy who's reading it is reading it like he's in on a joke of a thing, I think. There's there's loads. This website's closed down now, but we've managed to kind of hack back into it. Loads are serious. And then towards the end of it, people started taking the mic. But it's oh, okay, very okay. straightforward okay, dis uh, audio descriptions. And you want Sarah to describe pornography, do you, Jerry? <laughs> Get out of here. Outrageous. Again, all this is what's so prob I'm just flattered. I'm flattered that he wanted that from me. How much does it pay? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I'll do it. That's the thing. I'll do it. Um. Okay, listen. Uh. So the show starts... You're there for the whole run of Eddie. Yeah, I think I have Thursday. a show off on the... Th 
I have a day off on the 13th, but from the 2nd to the 26th, every day. And are you doing that thing? That when I, I mean, I was there 20 years ago for the full run. I've popped up since. But th- there's also like other shows where you can go and showcase shows, yes. your thing and then, and then go, if you like this, come and see me here. Yeah. Are you doing all of that kind of stuff? Mm, I think I'm doing a, I'm doing some of it. I'm, um, I'm doing some of those. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's uh, like Sarah Milliken runs this wonderful, oh, she runs standard ish, issue. So she's doing a bunch of shows and I'm doing one of those. But I've been so genuinely like so worried about my health just because I've been so exhausted in the run up. Mm. And I have a small child that I was just like, you know what? We're just, yeah. we're taking it easy. So I haven't pursued some of that. You said a really interesting thing before we came in because when I was going up there people were waiting to get their sitcom or their panel show or all of that and the reason that you've got for going up there I thought was spot on you said I I just want to get better. Yeah I mean you know there's a a girl can dare to have private dreams inside her own head right but I think that that's what everybody talks about is how insane it makes everybody. Yeah. So I've just thought you know the more sort of grounded I can be yeah. and I started this sort of late in life so I'm not like going up at 24 and like really hoping it goes green for me so I just think right I'll be a better comic in September mm. right that's I'll it get some new jokes you're doing it every day an hour a day every day you can only get better. get better so that's what I that okay. is what I hope to accomplish and to give the people a good show I want to be very funny for them. Screw those losers. Yeah, screw those losers. Screw But I really losers. want them to like me and laugh at me, though. Listen, uh, uh, we're going to send you home because you're going up to Edinburgh tomorrow. I am. I didn't realize she was going tomorrow. That's nuts. That's That's crazy behavior. It's come all this rubbish. Um, Guys, come on. I want a little more self-confidence from you, no, too. This was a pleasure British. and privilege. So give us the plugs again. So it starts on Thursday. It's Sarah Barron for worse. Yes, yeah, Sarah is spelled Sarah Barron, B-A-R-R-O-N. Yep. Or worse, 3.40 at the Tron. Please come and join me and I will try and give you a good hour. Go and go and see it and then go and say hello afterwards. Yeah, You'll be Rory, cool with that, you? Yeah, I would love it. Rory's going to come and say hello afterwards. Uh, and and it is, it's spelt Sarah, but it's pronounced Sarah. Well yeah, done. Thanks so much. That's an absolute pleasure. Um, let us know how it goes. Give us a call from the festival if oh, you want. Oh, I would love to, yeah. let us know yeah. how it goes. I will do that. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.